Hello and welcome to the Modern Romantic Podcast, where we celebrate romanticism through art, storytelling, nature, music, poetry, creating, and so many Rice Krispie treats that we need to stop eating them right now. Someone take them away from me, please. Stop! Hurry! I'll take them. I'll, I'll take them right now. You can have all of them. Uh, <laughs> hello, I am the perfect date, and this is my co-host, Family. family? Not to be confused with family. I didn't <laughs> think be- that through very well. <laughs> I mean, it was like Faye, Emily, Faye, Emily. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> it's also uh, bad at pronunciation on my part, so we'll go with that. You are invited. Yes, invited. Uh, we live stream all of our interviews, and you are invited to join us. Consider this your uh, Cinderella's invitation to the ball. It's going to be every Monday night. Um, Interact with us and our guests every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 Central Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do not have to go to a central location to meet your Prince Charming, because hi, we'll be your Prince Charming. Uh, You can visit twitch.tv forward slash themodernromantic to follow us live, uh, to follow us and subscribe, and follow our social media channels where you can listen to vocal blunders by myself or uh, for other announcements on who we are having on. Um... Emily, in, <laughs> I, <laughs> don't, don't even. <laughs> this is great. This is great radio. <laughs> Content. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, Emily, uh, I do want to ask, uh, before we get to our amazing guest tonight, uh, I just want to ask, how was your week? Um, as usual, my week was busy, but um, it was good. It was. I made Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Every now and then I get a, a craving for them. And there's nothing like the homemade ones. You know, you can buy them in the store, the name brand ones, or, you know, whatever. But I, I like the homemade real butter. Ooh. Mm, yeah. give me a, there's nothing. They like do that. have some new uh, Rice Krispies treats now, home style. Oh. Yeah, they got like the big chunk of marshmallow in them and stuff. Oh, but no, I was confused it because it's it said they were 30% larger uh than originally, but they're still tiny. So I was like, how small were they were they before? Yeah. How tiny were they were to begin with? Oh if it's God. not like a brick, then it's too small. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for those home style. For whatever reason, I'm still gonna prefer like anything homemade, but that is good to know. Um, it's worth trying them. They were good on a road trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What um, about your week, Trey? Uh, good. Um, it's so uh, exclusive. It, um, you, for those of our listeners who have been listening into our podcast um, sequentially, you'll know that I've been slowly interviewing for another position, another role, um, this, that, and the other. Um, I'm very happy to announce that I have ex- formally accepted um, the position, and I will start very soon at my new position. Um, I can't announce what it is just for just privacy's sake, um, but please know that this comes. Um, I'm very happy. Um, I just can't really talk about details uh, as of right now, but please well, know I, I formally accepted the offer. Congratulations. It, that's amazing. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Can't talk about it until they finish greasing the pole? Uh, basically, yes. 
He is the perfect date. <laughs> I am the perfect date. Um, the, that aside, um, speaking of baking things, though, I did find a no-bake um, granola bar recipe that you make with, like, six ingredients. It's yeah. your um, your butter of choice, meaning, like, almond butter, peanut butter, um, sunflower butter, whatever you want to use, honey, uh, oatmeal, chocolate chips, like the little mini chocolate chips, a little pinch of salt, and something else that I can't quite remember. You mix it all together. You pack it down into a nine by nine uh, square pan and you chill it for an hour and then it's ready. It is mm-hmm. so good. You mix it with Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> you mix it with Rice Krispie treats with the yeah. big marshmallows in them. Yes. Yeah, little Rice Krispie treat chunks. They did say that mm. you can put um, take them and form them into like balls. And just like make a, a rice crispy uh, chunk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like an orb of rice crispy. <laughs> there I sat gazing at my orb in the early afternoon. <laughs> I get the big chocolate chunks and squeeze them in with it. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Emily. No, nope, I got nothing. Okay. Um. One thing that I was utterly thrilled, not this past week, but I was so just delighted to see them on. I was delighted to see them um, be added so quickly onto our schedule here um, were our fantastic guests from today. Um, Emily, can you do me the honors and introduce our guests? Yes, we have Jasmine LaFleur and Carlos A. Williams Jr. Uh, They are the creators of Black Fay Day, which is May 14th, and the social media accounts associated with that, um, which is Black Fay Day official, and the Fairy Tale Gala, which is May 15th. And Black Fay Day's mission is to provide products, platforms, events, and solutions which show that Black fantasy exists in all mediums. Ladies and gentlemen, Fay folk of the world. I present Jasmine and Carlos. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, thank you for having us. Um, I'm so excited to be here. And um, I've become a quick fan of the show. Uh, I started with uh, Joy uh, from the Witching Hour Photography. Yes. Her episode was the first episode I saw. And I just thought you all were charming and was so thrilled that I got an invite too. <laughs> we're thrilled uh, to have you guys on. Thank you for saying yes. Uh, it's our pleasure. Not a problem. Excited. When I tell you, uh, when Emily sent me the, um, the notification that you had accepted to be on the show, I literally screamed in my house. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just a Facebook notification. I went, <laughs> uh, we are huge fans and i'm sorry emily but we are huge fans of of the work and the the art that you bring so um please know that th- this is meant with all sincerity thank you uh, definitely appreciate it it's a lot of hard work and so it's good to hear that it's appreciated by somebody yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah by many by many um, and my- if you can't see that, I don't know if you can see the chat or not, but Kaz, our friend Kaz is in the chat and they said, I'm so excited for this stream. So Thanks, we're excited Kaz. that you're here. You have people that have looked forward to this. So. Awesome. I think, I think Kaz and I were like blowing up the chat that episode. <laughs> the Joy Marshall episode. Yep. 
That was fun though. That was so much fun. It was. That was a lot of fun. Tell me like how this became a thing. Like, do you, were you just like in the shower one day and went, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Or like, how does that, how did this, how was this Um, born? Well, um, I've always kind of been a daydreamer and into whimsy and magical things anyway, just as a person. Um, But during the pandemic, it was just such a gloomy time. There was unprecedented amounts of death and isolation and uh, horrible things that a lot of us experienced together. Um, And coming out of it as like looking into the future, you know, I went into fantasy, my little fantasy world. And I started to notice that not very many people looked like me um, in major movies about fantasy or even described in books, you know, um, it was starting to feel discouraging. You know, I already felt isolated because of lockdown, but even in my little fantasy space where I go for escapism, I was starting to see that I wasn't included there either. So I started to do a little research and kind of go back to things that I enjoyed as a kid. And I remember Brandy's Cinderella and how beautiful it was. And at the time, uh, Disney Plus was just announcing, you know, that they were going to have it streaming. And I got so excited. It's like, I love this. There's Whitney Houston and all this beautiful cast. Um, it was super exciting. But even then, I realized I haven't seen a Black princess since Tiana and Brandy. So there's so many decades of separation there. Um, I just kind of went to Twitter and tweeted about it and said, well, how about on May 8th, we dress up, we frolic, and see what happens. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. She's so- oversimplifying it. <laughs> well, it was more us, of a call. More. It was more of a call to action than that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. what did it start as a hashtag then, or did you create a separate yeah. account for it? Or okay, uh, the accounts came much later. <laughs> well, okay. not much later, but after um, I tweeted and I explained kind of what I summarize now that I wanted a day where we could just celebrate each other in fantasy. And to dress up or write, create, whatever you imagine, and use the hashtag Black Fade to just bring about more positive representation of Black people in fantasy. Um, And that was the whole mission, just positive visibility. And um, it's created a community. (laughs) So yes, after I saw how many people were retweeting and and sharing, I decided with Carlos, well, we need to make a group or something because these people are reaching out and I don't have anything <laughs> prepared. I just tweet it, you know. Right. So um, it, it was really surprising. I, I didn't realize how many people felt the same. That's really cool how that took off, though. And again, that's her downplaying because she said with Carlos, she says with Carlos, she came up with the idea and she did it, and I helped. <laughs> you know, it's like she made the she's making the meal. I just went in and grabbed the bread out of the cabinet. 
Uh, Kaz, Kaz says, I may have low-key and respectfully started Insta-stalking Black Fade's Insta page that day. So beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It is. And you know, it's funny because we, we interviewed uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Percy, Percival he- from Percival Has a Pen. And I we found her. Yeah, she was so great. We found her because you had posted about her. Ah. So See, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. That makes me tremendously happy. It really does because I am a fan of everybody and when I see things I'm always like, "Wow, this is awesome. I hope people see this and I repost." So to see that someone was just as thrilled by their content as I was makes my heart really happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What you're doing is really amazing. And it's really bringing people together, which I personally love. Oh yeah. Community is everything. I meet. I've met so many encouraging and just generally happy people from this experience. And I think that's the best part is bridging gaps, building community, having conversations together about things that otherwise are kind of scary to talk about um, and can cause a lot of hostility. Um, Change in general is kind of hard to uh, adjust to. But when we talk about things like equality and diversity, um, racism, people kind of get buttoned up and they don't want to explore it because it's hard. It's a heavy topic. But I think by using play and using fantasy, it kind of softens the ground so we can start digging and get into the root of things. Yeah, it's been good. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that was really well said, thank you. You're welcome. for, for someone like me growing up um, in the 90s, it was a great time for like animation. But I reflect on that and I kind of look at that and I look at even the representation in the types of shows that I like to watch. And it was always like a predominantly white cast. And then they would have typically like one person of some uh, kind of Eastern descent, um, African-American, and then the rest was predominantly white. And I remember loving those shows and thinking, oh my God, what such diversity. And then I go look at it and I just go, what was I thinking? Um, but it's it's nice to see things like this be in such direct contrast to that and be celebrating such, a, not minimizing the voice, but amplifying it. So yeah. thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and that's the, uh, I'm glad you said that because that's the kind of response I hope for because sometimes people feel if I speak for Black voices or if I'm asking for visibility or representation, then I'm separating myself from everyone else. You know, I'm putting Black first and that's it. But, you know, I exist in the world as Black first. Like people see me and they automatically say that's a Black person, you know. (laughs) So it's not that I'm trying to create division. It's that I'm speaking my truth and I'm celebrating the community I come from, the race I come from, the culture I come from. And I want people to see that, you know, there's 
a whole cast of people that look like me, <laughs> you know, an entire cast. And it's not something that should be shunned away from. Um, we just want to make it normal to see all Asian cast, all Black cast, all different cultures represented in fantasy together so that when we are, you know, all together, it's not like, oh, you're just the one Black fairy or you're just the one Hispanic fairy um, for diversity's sake, you know. <laughs> and sometimes we did get pigeonholed like that in the past, especially in the 90s. It was very... Uh, I feel like it was well intended, <laughs> but, um, you know, that trope, the, I, I like to say, like, the Captain Planet makeup was very, I don't know, commercialized to a point where we weren't given room to even explore beyond that. Like, you're just the Black kid, you know, that was, like, hard to deal with growing up. <laughs> and I'm glad that there's more opportunities for genuine, diverse stories now. Um, even in fantasy, it's 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 slowly, <laughs> slowly starting to get the ball rolling. And I hope things like Black Bay Day, Enchanted Asian Day, I hope that increases uh, this kind of opportunity for us to tell our own stories. Yeah. Capone said, uh, growing up in Northeast Florida in the late 70s uh, through the early 90s, it was not a lot, a whole lot of representation. Um, yeah, I'm in Northeast Florida myself right now. And oh, yeah, I'm in Jacksonville. So there's, yes. C Caponis lives in Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Duba. Uh, okay. I'm <laughs> sure that's, that's for Caponis right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be, um, will that to be a distant, distant memory um as far as things being that way and like jasmine said it was kind of at the time well intended because you went from not really having any people to having okay we'll consistently have this one black person here you know not necessarily in the lead not necessarily making any major impact but they're there you see them um but um we definitely want to have it be something where there's weight to the presence of the people who are participating. Not just yeah. an obligatory thing or a... Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, I kind of was always surprised that, like, especially when it came to, like, romance, I feel like people were really aggressively uh, gatekeeping who could be a romantic figure um, just in fiction in general. Um, so, like, Disney, I mean, the Brandy Cinderella kind of shattered a lot of <laughs> stereotypes with a, you know, a Asian prince and a Black princess and parents that were white and Black. And, you know, there was, like, a little bit of everything sprinkled in. And, I, like, as a child, I don't even think I noticed like later when I was an adult, I was like, huh, look at that. Like that was different. <laughs> but as a kid, I just watched it and I enjoyed the story. And as I interact with more children, I'm noticing that they really say to me first, oh, look, a fairy or, oh, I like your hair. Or, you know, they just treat me as the fantasy creature that I'm trying to pre portray or you know, emulate. 
Um, so I, I think it's strange that adults have a hard time doing that. <laughs> um, we have a lot of behaviors that we've learned that we have to unlearn. And again, play, I feel, is the best, the best avenue to kind of explore and um, break those bad habits. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, getting into character has helped a lot. Uh, it, have, it helped. You have a story about that too, don't you? I feel like I posted, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. I feel like I saw you post a story about a little girl noticing you. What yeah. is that story? Recently, um, I went, to, I'm in Oklahoma. I went to Will Rogers uh, Park out here. It's beautiful. And they have little fairy houses out throughout the park. It's just a very ethereal place to be, it feels like. And I wanted to shoot some footage ahead of Black Fade, uh, just in fairy gear and everything and uh, be in nature. It always feels nice to film outside. <laughs> and so we're going and I'm standing next to this tree and I see these two little girls run towards me as fast as their little feet can take and like their parents <laughs> are well in the distance. And so I didn't notice at first. I mean, we're in the park. I'm not thinking she's running to me. I was just like, whoa, look at her go. She's quick. And then I see her eyes are like laser beams on mine. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, goodness, she's running towards me. And, you know, I'm not in fairy attire all the time. So it took me a second to realize like, oh, it's it's this that's happening. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I have like a big fairy crown and uh, my wings were big and uh, had a really fancy dress on and everything. So I definitely looked the part. <laughs> um, and so she comes over and goes, a, a fairy, a fairy, daddy, a fairy. And I was just like, hello. You know, I had to like jump into it really quick. Hello, how are you doing? I see you're with your little sister. And um, before her parents could talk, she goes, over to her mom, grabs her hand. She goes, I want to take a picture with you. She's talking oh. to me. <laughs> and uh, their parents are looking like, I'm sorry, is it okay? I'm like, yes, it's okay. Um, and so we took pictures. And I'll, I'll never forget, like, the joy on her face. And so I told her, I said, well, be good. And, you know, make a wish tonight, you know, <laughs> before you go to bed. And so she was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a really good wish. And so she like skips off. And I realized like that could be like an essential memory for a child. Like that could be something that sparks her to believe in fairies and to be whimsical in her life. Um, but it was so special. Um, I just I've never seen a kid so excited to see a fairy <laughs> i know kids get excited about fairies but i mean that little girl she was very excited and she's a little black girl like me so it, it really was an emotional moment and my friend who was with me just happened to catch my reaction and sent it to me as a gift because i didn't know he was recording <laughs> um so that was really special to me that yeah. is see it on our page yeah <laughs> okay and for those that might just be tuning in, um, the page is Black Fay Day Official. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, he says that 
was a core memory for that little girl. It, it probably was. And if it is, like, wow, I feel so honored. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing that a lot of people who, you know, may not be people of color kind of take for granted. You know, you get that excitement. You get to look and see yourself emulated in your heroes and emulated in the people that you um, look up to and would look and see across the park and get excited about. And not a lot of people of color have that, you know, and you kind of get these tokenized idols and stuff like that that they might throw out to you and like, well, here, this is your, this is your hero. You get to have them, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Disney, you get the the black fairy. Okay, here's your black fairy. She's a sidekick to Tinkerbell. And we'll, we might put her in some stuff. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it's very important to, to have that and change that dynamic and, you know, be able to, to make those core memories for people to, to have those moments of excitement. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Black Panther movement, like, I remember working in a comic store and little kids going, ah, T'Challa's so cool, you know, they were so excited about Black Panther, and they weren't saying, oh, I love that Black Avenger, you know, like, no, (laughs) they were just saying, you know, T'Challa, and they were really excited about that, and I think um, the way Disney allowed us to have that visibility and to explore our culture and to be excited about fantasy because Wakanda doesn't exist, but we were all saluting. It was amazing. Um, I kind of hope that it uh, does open the doors for more children to be inspired, not just black children, but children in general. I, I like that they see adults. Most of our following are adults. They get to see adults um, just playing and being carefree <laughs> and jovial. Um, I think it's a really important example to set for children. There's a a story that I remember, um, bits and pieces of it. I remember someone, some little girl, I was doing an outreach performance and we were handing out toys after the show ended and we wound up handing some sort of like fairy doll or something. I don't remember exactly what we handed to her, but I remember her response was, oh my God, oh my God, looking at her teacher going, oh my God, she looks like me. And just, just watching that sense of elation on her face and that that's kind of sticking with um that's stuck with me sorry to english teachers out there that has stuck with me um for 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 a long time um in that kind of sense of creation and being able to see a lot of things represented um you have created a gala um Can you talk to us about? Uh, can you talk to us about how that gala came to be? Uh, what happens at said gala? Um, what does one wear to a gala? Uh, is there a dress code? <laughs> is there a dress code <laughs> or a costume code? Yes. Um, well, um, the gala gala. I never know how to pronounce it right. I don't <laughs> either. Model. Um, well, it came to be because, well, yeah, Black Bay Day started during the pandemic. So we were all in lockdown. 
we snuck out to parks, you know, last year and crossed our fingers, basically, that none of us got COVID. Uh, it was uh, a time. Oh, look at you. He's got all his accessories. Oh, what is <laughs> they're, they're shouting for armor. I had to get my. So in the chat, <laughs> for those listening in the chat, there's a few people shouting for armor. So Carlos armor. pulled out. Show us, show us again, Carlos. Carlos. Wow. Is that oh, a cool wow. knife? Oh, wow. It, this is a, like a, what is the, explain this to us. It's a, also an Amazon special. <laughs> <laughs> these are like. These are my my looks and a lot of things that I got um, as a result of last year. Like I had never dressed up and done stuff before I met Jasmine. So she pulled me into all of this. So uh, don't think I'm just some enthusiast that had this stuff sitting around. This is all because of her. <laughs> so same way she's influenced everybody else. She's influenced me as well. But this is a, you know, I want it to be a warrior. And so... I was like, okay, well, I got to have my weapons. So I spent a lot of time looking and debating on which weapon to get. I saw um, a lot of daggers and stuff like that. And when I play characters and uh, RPGs and stuff uh, where you can select your class, I usually like to go with like the road class or something that's high crit and, and stuff. Usually have dual daggers or something like that. So I was looking at dual daggers and they had like the little small daggers and then I saw this blade and I was like oh I have to have that one and for any audio listeners it's a blade that has a dragon as the hilt as the handle and the blade itself is jagged and it's it's red and like almost like a candy paint style colored red and very reflective that is you wouldn't even have to try to stab me with that i would just run <laughs> yeah. that, and just hold it up and i'd be like uh gary have a nice day <laughs> and it's a costume blade so it hasn't been sharp oh look at that like... he's running his finger on the edge <laughs> oh i'm scared he's probably risky he's the risky one i'm cautious <laughs> Very much like a, what is it, prey predator situation here. That's cool. I love that you found what suits you and ran with it. You know, the fact that you studied what blade you might want and you took care to make it what you wanted it to be. I love that. And that's what this is about, right? I mean, (laughs) you get to choose. Yeah, everybody in the in the group, you know, everybody, it's it's not just about dressing up like um, fairies or or you know fantasy creatures and stuff like that. It's about embodying and participating in fantasy, and you know, not feeling like you know being left out or being the weird person um, because you know a lot of the stuff like when you our conditioning um, of the visibility of everything is that it's weird. It's weird to see a black lady dressed like a fairy. It's weird to see a black guy in a, you know, uh, shimmery vest and ruffled shirt and horns walking down the street. Um, You know, I was on a nature trail uh, yesterday and walking down and recording videos with my horns on and just random people walking past. And, 
So that's a part of the thing with like little kids seeing you walk past. We want to make it so that it it's normalized to them to see mm-hmm. people who are the same as you, to see people who are different as you, to see people who are all mixed and diverse. So when they grow up and they see a person walking down the street dressed like a fairy, they might just think that they're drunk and not that it's weird that they're dressed like a fairy. <laughs> or that they, they don't have to be scared either. Yeah, right. they don't have to be yeah. scared. And they can be curious about it. Um, and it's not um, taboo to be curious. I feel like even when I'm out, sometimes people are kind of scared to ask questions. Um, I'm scared they might offend, scared that they might be asking the wrong things. But like Carlos said, if we normalize, you know, this is something that you can do when you want. You can create things and enjoy them in public, at home, wherever. Um, yeah, then those kind of questions, when you do see something fantastic and you're curious about it, <laughs> you know, you can feel comfortable to do it, to ask and say, where did you get your ears? Or are you a unicorn? <laughs> you know, um, very simple things like that and start conversations. Conversations lead to community. And it's um, like, like, being around people to me is so underrated. <laughs> Even as an introvert, I'm very introverted. But I found through all of this, especially because I had like zero social media presence for this. Uh, <laughs> so lots of changes for me. Mm. But I found that having people to talk to you about just things that make me happy and saying and them saying, oh, me too. I don't know. It just makes the world better and happier and easier to deal with <laughs> um, than when you're just thinking these things by yourself. Um, yeah, but the gala going back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <right>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were in lockdown and everything. And this year, as our Facebook community, because we have two groups, a public group and a uh, private group, as our group got bigger and bigger and bigger, people were saying, What are we doing next year? How are we going to celebrate? Where are we going to be? And I'm like, Well, Black Ladies, wherever you are, like, you don't necessarily have to be at a central location. And some people said, well, we don't have one. We don't have a celebration to go to on Black Bay Day. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, we don't have one. (laughs) And so um, creating the gala entirely was a community effort. Um, Somebody said, I'm a mermaid. I can swim. Someone said, I teach people how to do mermaiding. Um, someone said, I do drag shows and fantasy. I'm a dragon some nights and I'm a orc or something. The others. Uh, somebody said, I have a venue, <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. So um, it became this magical, eclectic uh, festival kind of mo- moment. Um, so we have the day split into two different experiences. Um, since our theme is land versus sea, we wanted to have all kinds of fantasy creatures involved because sometimes people hear Black Fade and they think it's only fairies. Um, but no, <laughs> I like to remind people that fairies are fae, but not all fae are fairies. And we do try to um, teach and explore folklore with our community as well so that they understand um all kinds of mythical creatures are under our umbrella for Black Fade Day. 
But um, the C experience is going to be in the afternoon on May 15th um, from 11 to 2. And um, it's poolside. There's a cabana. And there's going to be like picnics by a lake. Um, it's a beautiful garden out there. It's just really lovely. And so we have mermaid friends that are going to be in the pool. And I'm excited about that. I've never seen a black mermaid. <laughs> Oh. So I'm excited to meet some. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited. But yeah, I'll, you'll get to splash around with them, but also have some land experiences. Um, Click Creative out of Atlanta has set up beautiful photo booths and done our decor for the event. And so there'll be lots of opportunities to just play and play and take pictures. <laughs> um, of course, everyone's going to want really nice photos uh, with each other. And uh, the dress code is to be in costume. You have to be in costume. Yes. Cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to just meet my peers and other fans of uh, Black Fay Day. Um, and everyone's welcome. So, you know, don't think that you can't come peek and see what's going on. <laughs> and it's not too late to get tickets. or to, It's not too late right. to get tickets. I'm so excited <laughs> that we get to celebrate Black fantasy and Black uh, fantasy enthusiasts um, at this event. Um, because, yeah, we, we hadn't had something like this. There are a few organizers making events for, like, um, what was it? Mer... Academy. There's a few different, like Afro Mermaid Summit is happening this year too. There are some other um, Black fantasy events, um, but this one's kind of unique and I'm hoping that people go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's something for everyone. Um, yes. For tickets, you can go to, Black, is it blackfayday.com, I believe? Yes. Blackfaded.com. If you go to BFD 2022, there's like a tab for the event. It'll take you straight to the uh, event bright link and you can get your tickets. Okay, great. That's mm -hmm. perfect. Yes. Um, one thing, speaking of costumes, because I, I really appreciate when our guests come uh, come on the show and they are in costume and representing who who what expresses them. Um, so I would like to take a moment to talk about to our audio-based listeners what our guests are currently wearing. Um, we have Carlos over here, uh, very well distinguished, and I'm going to do this as best I can, like we're in a fashion show. Very well <laughs> distinguished in a in an, uh, a late 1800s, early 1900s uh, ruffled shirt like that of a nice. Um, uh, what would you call it? A high collared. Uh, uh, almost like pirate-like shirt, but more sophisticated. Um, some nice poofy sleeves with a nice brocade red, uh, almost crimson sort of color of a rim, uh, crimson uh, vest. Adorned in his head with some nice, uh, let's see, horns. What are those? Are those, uh, uh, would you call them tusks? Would you call them horns? How would you describe them, Carlos? Mm, these are my, my new horns. I, I removed my old ones. They kind of were more of a ram's horn type of situation. Um, my character that I portray or my face on a, is that of a red-eyed demon. And so being that, uh, I tired of my look. So I 
ripped the horns from my head and put my effort into growing these. And as you can see, they're smaller. <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> but the but it was uh, the effect was uh, I, I I lost what I was trying to say. <laughs> but it was effective and it looks great. Thank you. Yes. Um, I can't wait to see how this evolves. Um, the thing I love about characters is I love how watching their uh, their um, fashion progress along with their character. So I look forward to seeing more pictures of this. Um, and then not to be outdone, we have Miss Jasmine Lefleur over here. Um, <laughs> and for my sake, so I don't uh, describe it improperly, what is your character? Um, I'm a type of gy uh, dryad of the fae, um, the fae forest called the shade. The shade is my realm. And uh, yeah, I'm like a tree person. <laughs> I love it. So adorned yeah. as a, um, a fabulous dryad um, in a very, um, in a very flowery, very summery sort of dress uh, that we have on, adorned with lots of um, many different types of flowers to represent um, the, the. I am losing my words. I am so very sorry. Um, but adorned okay. in just. Carlos, it happens the... to Carlos too. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> adorned with a foliage in which she frocks um, oh. and just laced across her dress, um, whether it is pinned in or it just got stuck there as she's frolicking through the flowers. We'll never know, and secrets she'll never tell. Um, adorned on her head, uh, mixed in with her lovely, lovely braided hair, are to fantastic green ears and a fantastic horn uh, adorning the middle of her forehead uh, that is coming out and grows from the vines into a horn um, symbolizing from strength and beauty comes this being. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. For this and Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not uh, touching it. Um, so you play a rogue, Carlos. I like to play bards. Um, uh, my background is in music. Um, my background is in music. And so I have recently started playing D and D. Um, so I love to play bard characters, um, for a variety of reasons. I love nice. it. <laughs> do you get I to, uh, actually sing your, do you get to, to come up, uh, did they put you on the spot to come up with the, a song or incantation? Uh, sometimes my DM has actually been really kind because this is my first. Uh, <laughs> this is my first campaign. Uh, but the person that puts me on the spot more often is my co-host. <laughs> I don't know who that would be. <laughs> I, <laughs> no idea. It's not like I've sung on this show before. Mm -mm. I think oh, Nightbot. I think Nightbot's putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> yeah. Do you see this? You see this, Trey? And for those of you who don't know what's going on, Nightbot is our bot in the chat that just kind of fills in information for the evening. And we have a version of the Witcher, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher song that Trey sings called Toss a Coin to Your Twitcher. Twitcher. And he's really good at it. And you sang this last, at, during the Joy Marshall podcast. Yes. And it I was did. superb. Yes. That's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't think we can go without putting you on the spot, though, Trey. 
Oh my nope. god, I was hoping nope. we were nope. gonna get over this. Ah. But you don't have to sing toss a coin. Maybe it should be their choice. Do you have any other like bard shanties? I don't know. Like what? Actually, strangely, I don't know a whole lot of um of shanties. Um I will work on that. Um what is something that I could sing that is um um, let me look up a song. I'm on my laptop right now. Let me look up okay. a song from here, um, and I will tune in, or I'll come back um, in a couple of minutes. Okay, do that. Meanwhile, Ooh. I will ask another question about the gala. I'm okay. going to say gala because that's how I'm used to saying it. I like oh. mixing it up, you know, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, uh, this is a question for each one of you separately because I feel like that that's important and it matters. Um, who would you personally love to have show up at the gala? Oh, man. You go first, Carlos. Uh, you only get to pick one person? Oh, I mean, if it if it's a toss-up, you can say a couple, but... Well, I mean, because we've been kind of actively and actively trying to <laughs> get our members to, um, like, at and Flood, uh, Megan the Stallion, uh, and um, uh, Lil Nas X, because <laughs> wow. they both embody that uh, fate energy, like, especially Lil Nas X. He always is like a goblin or a troll or something in his videos. And I could see him stuff, doing so. it. Yeah. Yeah. He already has looks that were like some of the stuff that we shared in our group early on, just with like, you know, black inspiration and stuff like that. Or, um, you know, um, was just stuff that he had done in videos. And yeah, and, and uh, Kaza said Meg would absolutely love the gala. And we think she would too, as a matter of fact. Um, and I, I credit this entirely to Jasmine. Um, during like the holidays, she dressed up as a as an elf and had her a elf fairy. ears on. She was a fairy. Oh, she was a fairy? Yes, okay. Her and her friends okay, yeah. were all fairies. Yeah, and I credit that to Jasmine because I'm like, people weren't just randomly dressing up as fairies for, <laughs> for like Halloween before you know Black Friday, and so it's like, yes, come come dance with us, come prance in the <laughs> <laughs> in the roundabout. Man, you took my. <laughs> I believe that can happen though. If, if it's not this year, maybe next year or in the future. But I, I see I it's going big places and it's just mm. a matter of time. I would fate if I ever met Meg. She's my idol. I love her. Kamala, <laughs> Oprah. Huh? Uh, Archer said uh, maybe we could get Kamala or Oprah. Mm, maybe. If, I mean, if we... we get Oprah, I'm asking for a movie deal. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta take that opportunity when it comes. Absolutely, yeah, oh, yeah. we gotta go to Harpo Studios <laughs> and get to work right away. That's right. Can I get the Black Fade Network? Can we make that happen? <laughs> oh, BFD Network. <laughs> you yeah. at least deserve your own show. I think that would be cool. Oh my goodness! Look, I'll come visit you at your show. 
this that's enough for me. <laughs> I don't think I can do your job. You guys are very good at it. Um <laughs> uh, it would be hard for me. Um, I like being in the background of things, uh, so maybe not that. Um, my guess, if if I could have any person be a guest, hmm, man, this is so tough. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. No pressure. All the pressure. Can I have like uh, the Rock come in full armor, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I want him to come. That would be so cool. Yeah, like with a big shield that's bigger than him and full armor, and yeah, that would make me happy. So, I think you've already picked people that would be a good fit and would. I could see him showing up like that. What about the Rock as a stone golem? I love it. Only, only, only if Batista comes too, and he's a one as well. Like I need both of them to come <laughs> as big rock golems. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fun. So Kaz said in the chat, Rhinus. Well, it was more like Rhinus. Rhinus. <laughs> and Rhinus is. Uh, Rhinus Leatherworks, who makes leather armor. We've had them on the Ooh. show before. Uh, yeah, and so they they um, have outfitted. Uh, well, their their stuff has been on TV and stuff. So, okay, so we'll definitely have to call him when the celebrities come in. We'll, yeah. we'll hook you up. Yeah, his armor we'll is have in a whole Lucifer. Team. Oh, wow. you guys are the TV team. He's the armor team. And then I don't know. I guess I'll be part of the glam squad, uh, just in case someone needs flowers on their rocks. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> His armor was in Lucifer. Cause says, "Oh wow, that's impressive. Very impressive. What a yeah. cool like thing to happen." Yeah, they have a. It's if anybody's listening, uh, if anybody's listening, that's like the wrong thing to say. If anyone's, if anyone's out there, hello. <laughs> for, for everybody who is listening, you can go back and listen to that story about how it got to be on the show, Lucifer, um, in our podcast on the Mark and Elva Rhinus episode. Um, and Kaz said, if anyone needs horses, I got you. You know, I love horses. I was thinking about that whole castle siege theft thing that we have going on our our secret master plan it's the <laughs> yeah. whole reason the podcast exists right <laughs> you have to get the team <laughs> we have we have a super team <laughs> that grows every single podcast because we have this secret plan this not so secret plan to <laughs> take over a castle we're going to mm-hmm. steal a castle for its library under the guise of using the library and then we're gonna you have a whole weekend where we do photo shoots and stuff and just hang out and have bonfires and uh cause yeah. has horses and makes horse armor and then we have rhinus leather and we have all the people that we've interviewed <laughs> since the beginning somehow being part of this and then now we have you guys and you know what i was thinking of those black wings i made it would be perfect on carlos Ooh, yes. yeah. You know, if yes. you don't know what I'm Always talking working. about, I will send you guys pictures later. But he hasn't sprouted wings yet. This that would be his 
first wings, if he ever did. They start closed, folded at four feet wide, and they open to being 12 feet wide. And you just pull oh. cables and they go, whoom. Yeah. Uh, wow. That would be amazing at this castle siege photo shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Hey, the fairies can add the horses in distraction by throwing glitter and moss at people. <laughs> <laughs> can I do it? Can I do it, please? Yes. <laughs> you can be in charge of it. It's funny that you mentioned the castle because uh, Black Fede uh, is also a business. Um, with the mission that you mentioned earlier uh, of increasing uh, visibility of people of color and Black people in fantasy and stuff like that. And um, what's happened, Jasmine, you like the business plan and stuff like that. And we're looking at expenses for, you know, you got to expense if you're going to have an office space. What do you expect those expenses to be if you're going to furnish it, all that other stuff, everything you think you might need if you're looking for investors and stuff like that. And Jasmine was like, oh, I was looking for possible office spaces for us. And there's a castle for sale. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Really? Well, I think you say it was like half a million or a quarter million dollars. It's $750,000. She still remembers off the top of her head. I check it periodically to make sure that our castle <laughs> is still um, vacant. Um, but if it isn't, I know the team that we're going to assemble to sack yeah, it. To take it back. <laughs> yeah. I like this. <laughs> we're going to take it. I like it. And this. I'll have the glitter and I'll have the moss and it'll be a done deal. Yeah. So note if, if we get funded, we will be based out of a castle. <laughs> I, I'm definitely coming to visit you at that point. Of course. <laughs> You can, from, you can rent out some office space. Look at those wings and yeah, those, abs. those abs. Wings and abs. Yeah. Wings and abs. Wings and abs. Wings and abs. We secretly nicknamed him 17 abs, but he doesn't know this. <laughs> That's Will Moreno, the model. We took that picture in Charlotte. Anyway, yeah. I just thought I'd show you quick. <laughs> I love that. So, Cherry, did you find the lyric or the song? I did. It is not going to be a sea shanty, but it is one that I can do a cappella. Um, and I think it's fitting for tonight. Um, it is, uh, I'm not sure if you know Sarah Bareilles, um, but from one of her songs from her EP of the same title, it is Once Upon Another Time. Once upon another time Somebody's hands who felt like mine Turned the key and took a drive Was free I recall the sun sank low, Buckley on the radio, cigarette was burning slow, 
so breeze just yellow lines and tire marks sun-kissed skin and handlebars and where i stood was where i was to be no enemies to call my own no porch light on to pull me home and where i was is beautiful because i was free oh that was beautiful you are a songbird i swear that vibrato so nice. <laughs> thank you yes uh, thank so you. Thank you. I want to see like footage of the D&D campaign so I can hear all the bard songs I need it in my life <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a live uh, a live one here we'll stream it please do please do I'm down um if we want to do a random like Monday night or something, I'm definitely down. Um, and if you ever need a spare tank, that's what class I usually play. Oh, I like heavy armor. <laughs> yes. <Cool. laughs> yes. Um, I okay. So talking about like D and D, different classes, that sort of thing. Um, I really have a burning question to ask you. What mm -hmm. is your favorite fantasy genre? And I'm going to ask both Carlos and um, Carlos and you to answer. Oh, my favorite genre of fantasy. Well, mine is kind of uh, different, um, and it's often because I watch a lot of foreign films and things like that. I fell in love with uh, wuxia dramas, like the. Kung Fu hero, um, historical fiction kind of dramas that they have in Asia, specifically China. Um, they're really, they have beautiful costumes and fairies and fox spirits and all kinds of really interesting folklore. Um, but I fell in love with it recently. Kind of obsessed. <laughs> learning like teaching myself mandarin on my phone so i can like watch it more often wow. but yeah i i'm kind of in love with it it's awesome yes wow um <laughs> can you give us something um just a little something if you don't mind what do you mean what do you mean yeah oh um like a little mandarin just like a, a oh. small phrase or something <laughs> sorry let's put let's put it <laughs> on the spot wait what was i practicing the other day uh, I think that means, uh, excuse me, Dweepichi. Yeah. Dweepichi? Dweepichi. Si. You have to. Dweepichi. Si. Yeah. Dweepichi. There you go. <laughs> I think I got it. Hopefully, someone tutor me, please. Oh, <laughs> I would love it. Cause doesn't uh, speak Chinese and said, yes, it does mean that. Wow. 
boom, I'm doing better. Oh man, that got me all hyped. Now I'm going to go practice some more. <laughs> yes. Yes. And mine is Shaya. Shaya. <laughs> That's one That's of my a little, favorite little inside joke. <laughs> There's this trickster character, and he was always getting into trouble. And so people would yell his name. It was like Shaoyer, Shaoyer. I would. I even named my money tree after him because, um, yeah, <laughs> he's a cute character. <laughs> Ni hao, ma. Oh, okay. Look at you. I mean, I'm just emulating from what I've heard before. I saw Kaz typed it in in the uh, chat. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. But I don't. Oh, okay. My, uh, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. My, okay. uh, my uh, kind of genre of fantasy would be sci-fi, kind of futuristic type of stuff. That's usually like what I like to watch. Like if I see a show or a movie or you know it's usually the ones that in, involve some advanced like technical technical science fiction plot almost you know and sci-fi is, is essentially magic you know it's science that's not real so <laughs> it's it's magic in itself so that's my it's not real yet usually yeah <laughs> Well, nothing's real yet, even magic. Yeah. Oh. Keep working on it. Sure. And there are some uh, versions of sci-fi that actually question whether if magic is actually just te um, super technologically advanced um, science. Oh, that's fascinating. Right. I kind of feel like that's the case with, um, <clears throat> like, just visually. Um, Doctor Strange makes me think of that. Like when I see him using magic, it doesn't feel like magic per se. It looks like he's using some type of it's like science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even everything looks very geometric and it's like, oh, golden ratios and whatnot. Yeah. The sparks magic. and stuff that come off of like the portals and different things like that. It's just very like, you know. Very sciencey alchemy. Yeah. Alchemy, yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't that many years ago that if you had taken your cell phone and shown somebody, they would have thought this was magic or oh, some yeah. kind of futuristic thing. And it's just science. It is it. Yeah, because you look at the the film Minority Report, and while it wasn't necessarily on an actual surface, like the computers that they had, that they would just like swipe across and stuff like that. And when they came out with the first like phone or iPad touch that had that that type of I think it's capacitive touch, where it actually moved the same way, like. I just was doing that all day <laughs> on the phone, like, oh, it's just like the movies. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I really like science fiction, too. Um, I Netflix had um, Altered Carbon. was I was really into that, and they canceled it. I was so sad. I love but that one, was, too. I heard it's a book, too. I haven't read it yet, but I'd like to. Mm -hmm. hmm. I didn't know about that, but yeah, it was a great show. They they only got a couple up or a couple seasons out of it. 
Mm-hmm. I have never heard of this. Um, I now have something else to watch. Uh, oh yeah, Altered Carbon. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Uh, this is Anthony, actually. The, ooh, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say Anthony Mackie took over the lead, and he for did, me, just yeah. made it because I thought it was all right before, but when he took over, I really liked it. Yeah. I was hoping we were gonna get to see another talk later. You know, yeah. like just see kind of like how in Doctor Who they have different yeah. doctors. I would have loved to see that continue and have different main character. Well, people act as talk the main character. But yeah, there's a character I think you would love. His name is uh, Poe. He's an AI and right yeah. up your alley. So you need to watch. <laughs> yeah. Poe is, po is, is my people. <laughs> Plus, my favorite uh, author is Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact. You got a book? Trey, can you get Edgar Allan Poe on the podcast? Can you schedule him? Um, I... <laughs> oh, look at that. He's got That's quite nice. a volume of Poe there with silver gilded edged pages. And my keep sticking to my color theme. It's red and black. <laughs> it's very cool looking. It is. And no, cause we I have not seen Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Maybe these guys have. Oh yeah, that's that's oh, a pretty good yeah. one too. It's, it's I good. really loved the first season, and then I kind of stopped halfway through the second, so I got to rewatch it. Yeah. So, do you have any? I know you're doing so much, and this probably seems like some level of dream come true with all of the big major things that are happening with Black Friday. Do you have any other big dream projects that you would love to make happen someday? Oh, wow. There's already There's- so many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like, okay, so back in January of this year and December-ish of last year, I applied for a lot of things thinking, oh, uh, this will be good practice of getting this, you know, application process and seeing what this event is about. and. Um, you know, getting my decks in a row so that maybe in the future when this gets bigger, I can apply and I'll get it. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of people are saying yes to those applications I put in last year. So uh, different conventions, different Ren fairs, um, things like that are starting to say, yes, come visit. And uh, <laughs> it's very exciting, um, but I can't even imagine more on top of our, what's already happening. Um, Carlos, can you think? Because I'm Not just like so grateful for what's happening right now. Uh, what was the, the question? Do you have any big dream projects that you would love to make happen someday outside of this It can, or even with this? Um, I mean, I, I'd like to actually have the kind of free time to pursue my writing and possibly use that to um, contribute to Black Friday. I do it to some extent. Jasmine asked me to write some stuff. Wrote something yesterday. Don't even remember what it was. But <laughs> um, you know, put that put that, you know, creative fine arts degree to work for something. Yeah. 
Kaz says, come to Kentucky Renaissance Fair. That would be fun. I love, okay, last year I went to my first Ren Fair. It was Ohio Renaissance Fair, and I'd never been before. And sadly, it's because I never saw any representation that looked like me, and so I was scared to go. And, you know, that's kind of what I told them, too. It's like, it wasn't that it didn't look fun, and I feel like that's a lot of Black people's experience. It's like, it's not that we don't feel like we'd like it. It's just that when we don't see us there. You don't feel you like know. you fit. I, I don't feel like I'll yeah. fit. So when we went, everyone was so welcoming and kind and excited that we were there. I mean, it was unlike, it really felt like a Cinderella story. They were so kind and excited and um, it was beautiful. So I would, I hope <laughs> that next time I hop to a different rent fair, um, that it's just as exciting and happy. Um, I would love to go to Kentucky. And there's, oh, the Kentucky Derby's there. I, I want to have a big hat and go ride horses and then go to the fair. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. at the Ohio Rain Fest, uh, Jasmine got to meet the, you got to meet the king and the queen of the fairies. King and the queen of the fairies and the king and queen of the fair. So I got to meet two royal court and they were so nice. Yeah, it was. I felt like, oh man, I'm a big celebrity now that I met the king and queen. <laughs> mm -hmm. The uh, the queen complimented my my feathers. I normally have feathers that I have. Like if you, I'm Lord Strife in the chat. So if you look at my little profile picture, you'll see like the little wings or feathers okay. and stuff that I have on there, and and my different horns too. Um, but yeah, she came and she complimented my feathers, and it was. It was, you know, we we definitely felt like celebrities there. And it was, you know, you could partially tell it was because people weren't used to seeing so many people of color attending. And lots of people even told us, like people in, you know, vendors and people in the booths and stuff like that. They told us, like, yeah, we normally don't see that. And we did notice, you know, after Jasmine's impact with Black Fade and stuff like that, which they didn't know what it was, but they were just like, yeah, there's been a lot more Black people here and we didn't know what it yeah. was. And same thing like Jasmine said, like when you're a Black person, people see that you're a Black person and that's like something that other people don't necessarily have to deal with. And sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not so much of a good thing is that being the first thing they see. But you notice when you see that mm -hmm. presence and people noticed and they were even... Um, some vendors who were people of color and like one girl was like, yeah, we, <laughs> she was just kind of deadpan <laughs> the little booth we went to. She was just there to get her check. She was like, yeah, there's normally not, not any black people here. <laughs> and, but she said, yeah, she was, she was like this over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of uh, people of color attending and stuff like that. And I keep giving all that credit to Jasmine because I'm like, without her vision and <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> but you're part of it you're part of it and that is making a difference and that matters yeah. that's true <laughs> so many people wanted to take pictures with us and stuff and you know yeah, same thing for us we wanted to take pictures with a lot of people i saw the really mm -hmm. cool outfits and stuff and yeah, yeah you know I'm you've sorry. done i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> You know you've done something right with your costume and stuff if you get stopped often for pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. It really cool, especially when you see so many costumes and you're like fascinated by everybody that walks by, and then someone stops you. And you go, can I take a picture? Like, 
oh me okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so that's exciting i guess um one big thing that i hope happen in the future is if i can get all the people that i've met in one central location like our castle that would be cool um so have a big colossal fantasy meetup that would be cool yeah I love that. Yeah, I would too. Mm-hmm. If there right. was, if there was one person that came up to you and just said, "Oh my God, I love the work that you're doing," um, who would you want to just come up, just grab you by the hand, and just go, "I love the work you're doing. Thank you." Who would that person be? Mm. It have to be. Oh, sorry. Um, go ahead. I want it to be someone who is, who's got a lot of influence. <laughs> um, hmm. Um, Vladdy, Vladimir Putin, maybe he'll stop being a weirdo and like have peaceful talks with people. Um, that would be cool. Maybe that. Sprinkle some of magic on him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like such a world peace uh, fairy girl and it sounds corny but I really mean that I really want that but yeah if it could influence people to just stop and be kinder to each other globally that would be cool I need that to happen who can make that happen <laughs> what an amazing answer I'm floored by that because you could have said anyone else that is somebody that you would personally benefit from that compliment but Vladimir Putin is somebody that you want to be able to influence by it instead. And I think Jasmine that is, is amazing. Jasmine is such a selfless person, like all the time. Like you hear her answers, like when she's, you know, when it's something that points to her, she's like, oh, it's just this thing. And it was everybody's idea and everybody's effort. And no, it wasn't. It was, it was her. And it was, it continues to be her. She spends all of her days working and, all of her days tired and exhausted. And by the time we talk, she's, you know, either her brain's mush because she's been working and trying to put effort into stuff all day, or she's saying two sentences and, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I just want people to know that, like, there's so many people who try to take advantage of things in the world. And there's people who try to take advantage of even black Fede. And I want people to know that Jasmine is not a person that's trying to take advantage of anything. All of the efforts that we're doing, all of the funds that we're trying to um, gather and, and put forth are is for the sake of other people. Like, you know, all of this stuff that we're doing has been funded directly by us, like straight out of pocket, like there are donations that we, you know, that, that we'll put out every once in a while. There's like contests and drawings and stuff like that. We got it and raffles. We try to get people to participate in, but when it comes down to it, it's still the most part is just, you know, reaching into your own pocket and putting that forward. And I do it myself personally. I've, Jasmine will always <laughs> she'll say, "Ah, this is this isn't working. I got to do this. I got to come up with this." And I'm like, "Well, how much you need?" And not that I have it like that, but 
I have faith in her vision so much that I'm like, this is going to work. You know, you've got a vision, you've got the drive, you got determination. What do you need? I'll give it to you, you know? <laughs> and yeah. she's always worried, well, what if I can't, you know, pay it back or give it back to you or, you know, make anything happen with it? And I'm like, well, I'm giving you this because I believe in your vision, not because you're asking me for it. If your vision doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I've given this to you out of my contribution to your effort. Yeah, believe in the investment, as Capone said. <laughs> I believe. And, and I just uh, want everybody else to believe and invest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle, uh, for your talents. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, it my hope with, for Black Fade is I really want to do um, like a nonprofit sector where we're able to give more and have more uh, opportunities to create programs that support marginalized communities. Um, like for instance, one of my brand ambassadors, she's in school for her doctorates in mental health. Um, she's a mental health professional and she's doing her, her doctorate thesis on, I think it was like fantasy in the black community and how it, the play and uh, the act of being able to participate in whimsy has helped and improved mental health. And so I feel like having a nonprofit and be able to put, you know, studies like that out that are peer reviewed and supported with evidence, and things like that um, will help community and even just mental health um, be spread of like magic <laughs> across to other communities and help people uh, who need it. Um, I have a lot of plans and ways I want to help people and I want to do it through fantasy. And I feel people, like I said, it's magic. People love to feel included. People love to imagine and explore and play. Um, and it's healing. I really think that. But I'm glad people like Carlos support <laughs> what it is today. And I hope more people uh, continue to uh, support us because, yeah, it really isn't just me trying to gloat <laughs> and be like, look what I did. Uh, I have this mission because I care and I care about everybody. I really want us to have more life and abundant life that's happy and uh, carefree. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's obvious though, because you're so genuine and l listening to your answers, you're clearly not trying to personally profit from this. I mean, everything you've said is that this is just something you believe in and your work is toward that. And yes. so, yeah, I think um, I think we can believe in that investment. I had a question. Of course. Yeah, that's a good question. It's how do the audience how do we the audience help? Black Fay Day out. How do we help you get more exposure? Oh, well, um, people like you inviting me to your platform definitely helps. So um, I'm often happy to talk to my friends in the community. <laughs> so um, I'll definitely try to be there. Um, yes, Kat, like share our posts. It really helps. A lot of times I'll tag. Um, have links to where you can donate, links that where you can share what we're doing. Um, 
links to like things like event like tickets sales help a lot because <laughs> it allows me to um create opportunities and safe spaces for people who uh, otherwise feel left out um so if you see me post it share it like it <laughs> tell people what we're doing um and as the community grows because i feel like you're all part of my community when you put those uh, efforts towards you know getting us some help <laughs> um you know i'm able to build on it you're creating a foundation that i can work with um and giving me some encouragement and security too because uh, i'm very introverted with social anxiety and um the fact that <laughs> I'm even here is kind of a miracle, but it's really your support that encourages me and allows me to do scary things like this. <laughs> um, so please share and like and follow. <laughs> it will help a lot. Yes. You have to get used to saying those words. Yes. Mm -hmm. Share, like, follow. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> hard to ask for it's help. It's so hard. Share. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I do. Cause uh, done and done. Thanks. One thing, if I I'll can. I'll see you in the chats uh, probably next week. You know, <laughs> we'll be <holding> it down. <laughs> oh, wait till you hear. Wait, I'll check. I'll double check the calendar. Okay. Go ahead, Trey. I'm gonna go look it up quick and make sure I'm right. Oh, can I say a few announcements of like of what course. we're doing? Yes, yes. please. Oh, okay. These are cool things that are happening. I'm really excited, as you can see. Um, this weekend will be at HBCU Con. HBCU Con is a convention um, of historically black, black college graduates and alums. Um, they're trying to bring nerd culture to the black community and celebrate it, but also give them a taste of what it was like to go to those kind of schools. Because there's a lot of culture um, in our black historical colleges that like it's only that culture that college culture and sometimes like if you're someone from like me who's from new mexico rural new mexico <laughs> i don't have institutions like that um you know so i missed out in my college days i didn't i won't say i missed out because i loved my school in msu new mexico state university shout out to y'all go aggies but uh <laughs> this gives me an opportunity to experience a part of my culture that i otherwise wouldn't have been able to but I'm also bringing um, Black fantasy culture to that avenue too. So we're sharing. Um, so Black Friday is gonna be there uh, Friday. Uh, we're having a virtual virtual panel. So you can get tickets to see our virtual pa panel if you like. Um, okay. And then the rest of the weekend is in person in the DM in Baltimore, in Baltimore. Okay. So uh, you can go to hbcucon.com for tickets. That's H and then, HB is in boy, CU. Yes. Dot com. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure we got it right. Yes. This is a lot. So hold on. Hold on to your seat. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to your horns. Yeah. Hold on to your horns. Get your, get your fairy tales ready. Um, but after that is Black Mermaid Day. <laughs> That was hard. Black Mermaid Day is created by a cosplayer named Tranquil Ashes. That holiday is for Black Merm folk to 
enjoy the same kind of celebration we have for Black Friday, but it's specifically for um, the merfolk. Because I guess May is mermaid as well for oh. like the fantasy community as a whole, the mermaid okay. fantasy community. May is but actually um, the fairy month. Yeah. I so mean, it's, there's it's a lot. Fey, it's Fey May. Yeah, so all of those different. Fey May, Mermaid, Black, Black Mermaid Day. It's hard for me to say. <laughs> but um, it's going to be on May 28th. So if you could follow Black Mermaid Day on Instagram, you'll get to see some of the same efforts and uh, strategies that we did for Black Fay Day and help the Mer community as well. And okay. the last one, I just got news about this today. <laughs> so exciting. We're going to be at BlurredCon. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of BlurredCon, but it's in D.C. And it's like the first Black like Comic-Con situation and it's been going on for a few years now. I think this year is the fifth year. Um, BlurredCon's in D.C., uh, I believe July 15th and 16th, maybe. I might be wrong. But... If you want to meet some of the Black Fade fam there, definitely get your tickets for that too. But yeah, I'm so excited that we'll have panels there and we get to share Black fantasy um, in spaces that are helping minorities have visibility, but not necessarily, they haven't had the fantasy presence yet. So I'm going to go deliver that and share with them and hopefully they'll enjoy and become more magical it's mermaid day i had it wrong i thought you were saying black mermaid day but it's mermaid day mermaid day M-A-Y. yeah okay. it's hard yeah that one's kind of hard it's, well, I, it's I went tricky. to look it up and i couldn't find it and then i saw uh the correction so thank you yeah. mm-hmm. yes and uh let's see here I usually go on my my uh, informational and educational tangents. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the educational part of the show. <laughs> um, but you no, know, because there's at times there's pushback, not often that I've experienced, but from people, you know, just talking about the um, participation and presence of black people in fantasy and when it comes to the fae and fairies and different stuff like that um because it being typically identified as fairies being a type of gaelic and central western european type of creature and having origins there um which we do acknowledge that the term fae is a um what is it called a middle english uh term it was referred to and so that word has origins there, but the creatures of the Fae and fairies and different things like that have origins and cultures all over the world. You know, so the word comes from there, but the evolution and just the etymology of the usage of it encompasses so much more and so many more things at this point. Not only that, um, even if it were a purely uh Middle English 
you know, Central Western European thing. Um, you know, it was discovered not too long ago within the last year or two that black people from Africa had migrated past the Mesopotamian Peninsula tens of thousands of years before it was originally thought. So with that, if you think black people didn't exist in those places <laughs> and are a part of that culture and don't belong to that, that would also be a mistake <clears throat> to feel like we don't belong. Like it, you know, it's, um, that's just something that I like to put forward because I have personally run into only a couple of times of instances, but yeah. I'm a huge nerd. So I do my research. So I think they were kind of taken aback and surprised at me acknowledging because there was one person who was kind of, he said he was of Gaelic origin and ancestry and stuff and felt like it was appropriation of his culture and stuff like that. And once I explained the acknowledgement, like, yes, I understand, you know, Guillotine and all of the different holidays and things related to Fae, related to the fairies, related and the origins of how, um, you know, people being forced out of their homes, um, you know, because at one point the Gaelic Empire encompassed most of Europe and then they were forced over and over and over out of their homes. And that's where a lot of the the lore of the fairies being protective of their home places and of your spaces that you call home and protective of those comes from. Um, and so, you know. Relatable for minority people. <laughs> yeah, I think he was kind of like, oh, oh, you know all that? Like, yes, I do. <laughs> I do all, I do know all of that. But also, um, again, these fairy and fae creatures that are part of cultures that were all around the world. Um, I do a thing uh, in the Black Fae Day group and also in the Black Fae Everyday Public group called Fae of the Day, where Jasmine was explaining earlier that um, fairies are fae, but not all fae are fairies. And right. where we explore the different types of creatures and things that are categorized as fae, whether it be by the original definition of the word fae or by the evolution and current etymology of the word fae, um, these fall into those categories. And I saw one today while I was at work. It's, um, you know, we have people who talk about goblins and things like that. There's something called the uh, tokoloshe. And that's an African goblin uh, from the Zulu Zosha mythology. And, you know, that's something that I stumbled across just randomly. Um, I got a notification that somebody was doing a podcast on and I listened to all these different fantasy podcasts and, and stuff like that. And someone was in different cryptid podcasts and all types of stuff like that. So I saw that pop up and I was like, oh, what is this? Because I've already done favorite of the day post on the Aziza on creatures that are um, native to like the indigenous people and Asian and different uh, cultures uh, alike from all around the world. And just showing and demonstrating that all of these cultures had these same creatures, which means obviously that they're real. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> okay. What I love about stories and like you were touching on is that they traverse the world and they become 
imbued in so many different cultures. That's why we don't have just one version of Cinderella, like the Perot tale, the, the French version of that. There's one from Chinese culture. There's one in Russian culture. There's one in French yeah. and idolized throughout like the German one, which came to be from the Grimm's version. Um, I think back to the tale of the, the um, Yukiona from Japan who are like snow women and they're these not beasts, but they're these entities that lure people into the snow and then just kind of trap them under the snow. And then there's a version of that that appears in Russian folklore. And there are some sources that point out like when Hans Christian Andersen went to go write the snow queen, that the snow queen is actually based on those same Yuki Ona. And that's oh, wow. traveling like hundreds upon millions of miles away from what was quote unquote the original source of that. But then you start to wonder what was actually the source of it. And the point of stories is to be shared and mm -hmm. not and not not gatekept in a particular location, but celebrated for how they transform and how they um, how they grow with everyone. Um, so that is to say to our audience um, that. Whatever stories you hear, it all had to start somewhere, but then it becomes everywhere. So why not start by sharing your story today? Exactly. It's very, ah, oh, that's very uh, close to my heart. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the bird on the Black Fade uh, logo. It's a version, it's a hybrid. It's um, a mix of a phoenix and a Sankofa bird from the Ghanan um, people. Sankofa, it means uh, it's not taboo to go back and fetch the things that you might have forgotten. And so uh, part of that sentiment that we have with Black Fade Day is that, you know, especially in African-American uh, culture, a lot of those oral histories and things were taken from us, um, from our ancestors. And so uh, I'm always encouraging people to seek knowledge, to um, explore um, folklore and go back and kind of, it can be kind of a hurtful thing to go back and, you know, uncover those things that can kind of hurt. But you're healing those past traumas when you acknowledge them and you sort through and you find those stories, then you find those histories and uh, oral history is so important all over the world. <laughs> um, and it's a very beautiful thing to go and discover and explore for yourself and for your culture because uh, you want to continue to share those stories. Um, and you can't just keep it to yourself. <laughs> share it with everybody so that everyone can hear about this and educate each other, but also celebrate um, these things that we have. Um, yeah, magic is for everybody and we should share it with each other, I think. <laughs> Um, in celebrating of that magic, uh, one thing I want to make sure that we get our listeners to do is to make sure that they are able to connect with you. Um, can you share with us some of uh, the most uh, active locations you have for Black Fade Day or if you have any personal accounts? Oh, yeah. Um, you're always going to be able to find us on Instagram at Black Fade Day Official or um, on Facebook as Black Fade Day Official. Our page is uh, the same title. Um, we just launched our Twitch channel. So our first Twitch stream of our season starts tomorrow. So you can find twitch.tv slash Black Fade Day. 
Um, you'll see many members of the Black Faith community um, starting their shows. And so <laughs> I'm really excited um, to bring um, Black Faith to the Twitch world, but it's going to be very active. You'll always hear um, more about our projects and content. Um, we have a lot of content, original content that's going to be created there. And we would love for you to join us <laughs> and um, be part of that. And maybe even be guests, you know, because we want to share this experience and invite people like you <laughs> uh, to our channel so that we can share those stories of folklore and fantasy um, as a, a bigger fantasy community as well. And um, just because we are Black-centric doesn't mean we're anti-anybody. So just understand that our platform is to highlight and center positive Black uh, culture and experiences. But that does not mean <laughs> we're going to like run you off if you're not Black. Um, please share with us and, you know, leave space <laughs> to learn and explore and uh, do things together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys do follow us. <laughs> yeah, here's how you do it. You go to their Twitch channel, Black Fade Day, and you follow it, and then it will automatically notify you when they are live. Yeah. Just like if you follow us, it'll notify you when we're live, and you should do both of those things. Yes. <laughs> do both, because we're I've already done that. <laughs> if you don't, you're going to miss all the bard song. You're going to miss the castle meetup, because we're definitely going to take the castle. Um yeah, you're going to miss out. The in, wings. In, yep. Wings. The 17 abs. You're going to miss <laughs> it all. <laughs> and just to our listeners, that is not me. I don't have 17 abs. If I did, oh, good God. <laughs> Please feed me a burger. <laughs> you do. Um, they're just hidden. <laughs> I might have two and a half. <laughs> we just yes. haven't carved them yet, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> As a demon, I tend to indulge in all of the sins, and gluttony is definitely on uh, on the menu over here. So, dad, dad bought official. Uh, <laughs> more, more Rice Krispie treats. Oh. Yes, <laughs> more of those no baker granola bars and chocolate. Uh, right. If I could, if I could stop eating dark chocolate, that that would probably do me a world of good. What um, dark chocolate's good for you? Oh, it's so good. Not an oh. excess. <laughs> it's not an excess. Um, seeing you get some 17 ab armor. <laughs> Thanks, Kaz. Uh, Kaz said, seeing you get um, some 17 ab armor. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, honestly, mm -hmm. Carlos, Jasmine, I, I just have to say one thing. It has been an utter delight to have you on the show tonight. Thank you so much for being on and sharing, sharing your stories, sharing your passion, sharing what positivity you bring to the community. Um, so sincerely, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was thank you for pleasure. having us. Yeah, we had fun. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah, so did we. Black Bay Day is May 14th. Um, it's the second Saturday of May every year. So if you ever want to participate or help promote and share things from other Black creators, May uh, second Saturday of May every year. So I think next year it's like May 13th. Don't, think I, don't get it mixed up with this year's date, though. <laughs> Please don't. But on May 14th, we're going to be at Freedom Park in Atlanta, Georgia, um, just meeting with everybody. You don't have to buy anything. Uh, May 14th. From 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m., we'll be at Freedom Park. 
um, bring your picnic blankets, your wings, your armor, your armor, your 17 abs, and just come and enjoy <laughs> being outside and enjoying Atlanta. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> and if you have 17 abs, um, hi, how are you? Can you share your secrets, please? You know, he's the perfect date. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra asked, "How do you people uh, respectfully participate on Black Fade Day who aren't Black? Should we repost and share your information?" Um, yeah, if you see any Black fantasy content that's being shared, even if it was something from you know before then that you saw, but represents um, you know Black people in fantasy uh, in a positive light, feel free to share that and put the hashtag Black Fade Day. The importance of the day is to increase uh, visibility of Black people in fantasy. So if you share it, you know, it doesn't matter who shares it, if, you know, if it's still getting in front of the audience and being seen, because lots of people were doing this in a part of this world before uh, Black Friday last year. And, you know, there are so many people who during the build up and ramp up who would reach out to Jasmine and I'd get off work or something. And she'd be like, guess who I talked to today? <laughs> She's like, this person that messaged me and we were talking. She was like, I'm, I followed them for the past two or three years. And it's, it's amazing that they're talking to me. And now they're today. They're probably just good friends and they reach out to her all the time. And she doesn't think twice about it. I think celebrity. about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. She never stops freaking out about her excitement. So yeah, I'm sure to this day when they when she sees you, she's like, oh my gosh, oh hey. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, also, um the people there are for some reason people don't want to support the authors. So if you do find a black fantasy author share 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 their things or uh, purchase a copy of their book gift it to someone i don't know our authors really need support because if they're not getting the support the visibility it's going to be harder for us to make content to be inspired i think literature is so important and is a great vehicle for all of this um so if you could illustrators um illustrators and authors um really support them because us being visible and taking photos, that is a, a big part of Black Friday too. Um, and it's very important. There's lots of photographers and, and models and crafters who also need that visibility. But don't forget the literary people out there. <laughs> please don't. Uh, please share uh, their books. Um, even check the, out their books in the local library. Go to your libraries. They also need your attendance and support. So, um, and even talk, tell, tell your libraries about Black Fay Day. <laughs> tell your local libraries about Black Fay Day. <laughs> yes. And my sister works in a library and she said that um, when they go through books to, they only have limited space, you know? And so when they go mm -hmm. through books, especially some of the smaller locations, the ones that are loaned out the least are the first to be cut to be moved to another library or to be taken out of their stock to be replaced with new books because they can only hold so many. And so yeah. the more you check out books by certain authors, black authors, any authors, whatever, the more they are checked out, uh, the more likely they are to stay in circulation. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. So even if you just check it out and even if you don't like it, you checked it out, that counts. That's better than having it sit. And if you're kind of stuck on like, well, where do I find them? Um, finding use the use of hashtag helps us so much. So mm-hmm. if you look for something like hashtag black authors or hashtag black fantasy, a lot of times on Instagram, Twitter, um, different uh, social media platforms like that, you will find up and coming authors who need your support. Um, so please feel free to search um, using hashtags. That's usually the most effective. That's kind of how I curate, just a tip. So <laughs> definitely uh, try it out that way. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, LinkedIn is actually a good source too, if you're on there, but look for LinkedIn too. No problem. Yeah, great, great question. Thank you. Yeah, good questions there. I love that. Um so Jasmine, Carlos, um, at the end of our stream, we do like to end, um, before we do our outro, we do like to end on a quote. And tonight, our quote that I found is from Nora Roberts. And she said, magic exists. Who can doubt it when there are rainbows and wildflowers, the music of the wind and silence of the stars? Anyone who has loved has been touched by magic. It is such a simple and such an extraordinary part of the lives we live. Um, with that being wow. said, with that being said, please do check out our online store in honor of Black Fay Day. I don't think we told you this, but in honor of Black Fay Day, now through May 30th of 2022, every single order gets a free random fantasy themed stickers in the package with your purchase. If you order stickers, you get more stickers. If you order <laughs> a ham- if you order a hammock, you get stickers too. It's a wonderful, wonderful, delightful thing. Uh, We are also pretty much now on every single major podcast outlet available. We have assimilated. We are now your friends, whether you like it or not. Thank you us for inviting us to your wedding. I really love the hand carved uh, invitations that I love the gold lettering. It was beautiful. Um, Your graduation, your retirement party. Yes, we'll be with you till you're 60. Um, We're also coming to raid your fridge, but not your Rice Krispie treats. So please have fancy cheeses available. Please. Thank you. I like Parmesan and mozzarella in particular um you can also listen for free uh wherever you get listen acquire amass attain secure wrangle or download podcast you also uh, can plunder podcasts uh for updates announcements and info on who our next guests are please follow us on social media emily you were uh mentioning your your having your name as as family uh, yeah. on there right now, which is uh, funny because that's what we call members of the group, are, are people that we address when we're talking to people. It's like family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> family. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's been Diesel inspired, you know, it's all about family. 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 <laughs> and you guys you are a family now oh, that we've yay. been yes. formally uh, in that. your house. <laughs> Thank you. We'll invite you to the big castle uh, photo shoot thing. Yes. Well, and you're part of it. It's not just inviting you. You're like. Hopefully, it's our castle. Yeah, that would be so amazing. That would we be great. Start that fundraiser now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, and I appreciate your being here. And we're kind of last minute. Thank you. Um, and we'll be in touch soon. And I'd love to have you back sometime because I'd love to hear updates and where this is going. Yes. That would be really cool. I can't wait. 